greetings in Jesus precious name welcome to this morning's conversation on uh, marriage talk this morning i have a dear friend of mine who is going to share and uh, his name is Tara he lives in dubai uh, with his wife manisha and god has blessed them with a baby um i'm sure that this conversation is going to be a blessing to each and every one of you that are tuned in I know that uh, it's not very often that we get to have conversations like this especially on marriage um on our podcast but uh whenever we do get to have a conversation like this we want to try and uh, touch as many uh questions that we receive from each and every one of you and the kind of things that you've been dealing with that you've been struggling with and uh, so it will be uh, very good if you can continue to write to us whenever you have a challenge whenever you have a problem or, or you're facing uh, a stagnancy in your relationship feel free to write to us this will really help us to create more content uh according to your particular area of need according to your particular area of uh, uh challenge uh so this morning let's welcome our dear friend Tara uh, broke would you like to just take a moment to greet uh, the people that are listening to us this morning thank you thank you so much prezi such an honor to uh, to be here uh i just want to say thank you i just want to say thank you with all my heart Uh, it's such an honor and always a pleasure to speak to you you're one of my heroes uh and uh when i when i think of um top 10 guys i i i salute and admire and and uh and and just want to emulate you're one of them so i just want to thank you and say that uh as i told you before i would drop everything to do a call with you so i'm so glad that we are doing this call feel like it's long overdue but i'm i'm glad that i'm glad that we are doing this uh better late than never and um, yeah i just want to encourage everyone and thank everyone for taking time uh to um to to listen to us i think every second invested in conversations like this are are valuable and we don't realize uh what a difference they can make uh, i am where i am and i believe priji you will also agree that we are where we are in our lives today because of conversations yeah uh, that we had uh, uh there I, i if we if i look back at my life i i can actually make a list of key moments key key decisions that were made because of powerful conversations that i had uh, with friends hmm. um and, and they were not always sermons that i would have heard from a pulpit but just amazing conversations maybe mm. sitting in the car or over a coffee that just shaped and and uh, altered the course of my of my life so i believe that as as people as friends as uh, um uh, are listening to us right now and they would listen eventually that uh, um this would shape and help them and that's the purpose of our chat right now as well right Amen amen uh, Tara for the sake of our listeners for the sake of those that are new uh, to you um would you take a moment to just introduce yourself and tell us about how you encountered God in brief i'm sure that your testimony can take all day but uh, if you can just in brief uh, share your testimony well uh, that, that that is so tough uh it's it's really really hard to summarize in a few seconds but i'll try so basically uh um i was i was raised in a in a hindu uh, brahmin home and uh i came to the lord in 
And uh, um, two years after me, my, my parents and my sister came to the Lord as well. And uh, yeah, it's really hard to, hard to summarize in a sentence, but uh, it was a series of events um, that, that led to my uh, uh, conversion in, in 2004. And uh, wow. yeah, so I, it's really hard to summarize in a sentence, but all I can say is that, that God is God is incredible and he's real. And uh, I, I usually tell, I joke with people and tell people that if God can save me, um, he can save anyone, you know, uh, and uh, right, right. Uh, I, I should probably just you know, write a book or something <laughs> or, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's full of twists and turns. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been what, 16 years now and uh, it feels like yesterday. Uh, wow. That, How long have you been married now? Yeah, so it's been. Yeah, that's a good question. I keep forgetting. So uh, <laughs> I usually have to stop and count. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, it's. It's been uh, eight years. We were married in October 2011, Manish and I, and uh, yeah, we. It's been it's been eight years. Uh, actually, now I should say nine, <laughs> because it's gonna be. I mean, October's around the corner again, so it's gonna be nine years uh, this October. Amazing. So, so uh, would you tell us how did you meet your wife? Uh, how did the Lord uh, bring you both together? That that's such a good question as well. I find that question. Uh, even harder to answer than how I got saved, <laughs> but <laughs> but, uh, but I think I think it's I have to do justice to the question and say that um, um, you know God is the ultimate matchmaker. So mm. I would say that our paths crossed because um, we were both service oriented. We were both serving, and so serving the Lord was really high on our uh, priority list. And so I got saved in a mega church in 2004. Manisha moved to Dubai from Bangalore in 2006. And we met in church in 2007. When I say met, it's like we just knew of each other's existence. But we weren't really um, uh, friends or we, we didn't really um, um, have much of a friendship as such initially because the church was structured. It was a mega church. And so the service timings were also quite odd in the sense that there wasn't much opportunity for fellowship or, you know, just to connect individually. There wasn't much of a cell group system as well. So um, the only reason I was able to connect with Manisha or, or even just meet her uh, more frequently was because I was in church four days a week, every week. I was serving in, in multiple facets, including the in newcomers uh, Bible study facet and uh, the prayer ministry facet. So I was in church like four days a week and and she was there as well. And to be frank with you, um, apart from the main service, as you know, it, it's hard to find people who are committed enough to uh, serve and volunteer in other facets of, of ministry, especially when it comes to helping newcomers or especially when it comes to coming for a weekly prayer meeting. Uh, people may show up for a service, uh, but then after that, you, you know, the numbers tend to dwindle. And that was the case. It, it was a mega church, but uh, you barely had 150 people at the weekly prayer meeting. And you had like an, another 150, 200 people at the weekly Bible study. And you had only 30 to 40 people at the, at the, uh, uh, the Bible studies for newcomers. 
Banisha was there at all those places, so obviously she stood out. Because as the settings grew smaller, you obviously identify people who are in a smaller crowd as opposed to in a mega uh, service kind of setting. And so she always stood out. Um, I ran into trouble uh, as well because um, I was I was single-handedly uh, shouldering a, l- a large uh, percentage of the newcomers' uh, ministry responsibilities, which which involved sending SMSs, making calls on a, on a weekly basis uh, to uh, to newcomers and those who have been newly baptized. And I ran. Why I say I ran into trouble was because in the process of making those calls and sending those SMSs, I would get calls back, or or the calls I would make would be answered by um, gentlemen who would say, uh, you know, why, who are you, and why you're calling this number, and um, why you're calling my wife, and why you're calling my sister, or why you're calling my daughter, and I, I would try to explain that I'm. This is the number that was given in the form, and I'm calling from the church, and. And I would get very angry responses saying, don't call again, you know, and sometimes. Mm. And so I, I realized that, okay, this was, this was, uh, uh, these were a couple of awkward situations. And so I, I, I kept requesting the pastor um, uh, I was under to please, please, please delegate someone else. I mean, I need help. I, want, I wanted to just be able to call the guys and I needed a sister, uh, um, you know, ideally to call the ladies you know and um in spite after repeated requests over a repeat of two three months finally uh he said you know i've spoken to to two sisters uh to help you with this and it turned out the two sisters were sisters it was it was manisha and priyanka and so um that's how i i kind of contacted them now to be honest with you uh i was very very and i'm not i'm not proud to say this i was very very anti-women uh, or anti-woman, I should say. Um, and I'm not proud to say this, but I think what happened was um, over, I mean, seeing seeing probably a very, um, seeing a lot of broken or, or rather um, dysfunctional marriages around me. Mm-hmm. And because I saw a lot of dysfun- dysfunctional marriages, even in church, um, mm-hmm. I remember I would approach guys requesting them to help in serving. And the answer these guys would give is, man, you're not married. It's easy for you. Uh, you know, um, you, you don't know how it is when you're married. You know, it's things change. It's different. You don't you cannot serve like you would before. And I would keep getting that reply. And I would tell these guys, man, if, if getting married means you can't serve, um, I don't I don't want what you guys have. You know, and I would be mm-hmm. very blunt and direct with these guys. Um and um, so, yeah, I had a very low view of marriage because there weren't many great examples. Uh, if I can be honest, mm-hmm. my parents were Hindus and so they didn't have a great reference point for marriage as well. And so um, I grew up seeing fireworks in the house. Manisha uh, would not mind me saying this as well, but her parents broke up as well um, uh, in during her teenage years and so it it was she didn't have a great reference point I didn't have a great reference point so as hilarious as this sounds both of us were quite anti-marriage and both of us were quite anti mm-hmm. you know marriage was the last thing on uh, or even dating or you know all of that was not on our priority list or horizon in any way and so um, when we met uh, um, 
it was purely you know we were both going after the lord and uh, we were both we were both equally passionate about the lost uh i mean i i just got saved a few years ago and so had so was she and so we were both really really uh, hungry and we were both really passionate and we were both we were both really really uh um yeah just really hungry and hungry for the lord and also hungry to see the lord move in the church and especially in the lives of of new believers because uh, i think what happens with with a lot of people is they forget how they got saved and they forget where they have come from and they forget how radically god touched them and and they tend to forget that once that once you're saved right now you're supposed to be that channel instrument of salvation healing and deliverance for other people and so um uh yeah it 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 that was something that was really really uh, uh that was so so important for both manisha and i and it was it was great to see her um because honestly you didn't see many young people uh of my age group um serving in facets like newcomers ministry or serving in facets like fasting and prayer and you know the weekly prayer you didn't see many young people or many you know uh uh Uh, most people would be doing other things in dubai you know, <laughs> in the middle of the week or or even the weekend and so that definitely uh, she definitely had my respect uh, you know from the word go so i think two years went by and then suddenly one fine day uh, after two years of obviously serving together four days a week every week and obviously communicating a lot we had to communicate and coordinate a lot because we had to divide the names you know uh, and and discuss uh you know who who you know how people are responding and we obviously were praying for the newcomers and uh, coordinating so there was a lot of coordination that was involved and that resulted in us communicating more uh, than than before and uh since we were involved in the same facets we were communicating a lot and then suddenly one fine day she uh I'm trying to contact her and her number is unreachable and I contact Priyanka her sister and priyanka says you know she's quit she's quit her job and she's gone back to india for good and i said how can she do that that is so irresponsible and unacceptable and i flew into a mini rage and i was actually surprised by my own reaction and priyanka was like why are you getting so angry and i said angry i'm not angry do i sound angry right now i'm not angry <laughs> and i was surprised by my own reaction as to why i'm getting so angry here and and priyanka in her in her wisdom said hey you know if you are upset and if you want answers i think you should ask her instead of asking me because my next question is when is she coming back and 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 so uh she gave me her number i didn't have the courage to call so i just smsed her saying you know when are you coming back and manisha's reply was um, i have no reason i've quit and i'm done with dubai and i have i have no reason to come back i have nothing to come back for um i said what about ministry what about the work that we were doing here you know how could you just leave and go and she said i'm sorry it happened in a rush um and uh i'm sure you'll find other people to help you with the lord's work and uh with with the ministry that you're doing there uh you know my my presence is not necessary i'm sure you can find someone else i and i said then i said uh, uh i really think you should you should consider coming back and she's like no i'm done i i see no reason why i should come back and this went back and forth and then fanny i said fanny she said give me one good reason as to why i should come back apart from ministry 
And she basically put me into a corner. And finally, I said, okay, I'll give you a reason. Will you marry me? <laughs> it, it was, I don't, I don't recommend that or advise that to people. This all happened over SMS because I wasn't courageous enough to actually get on a phone. So that was the most cowardly thing. But actually, I'm not proud to say this, but I have to tell this to Zafan someday. I'm not proud to say this, but I proposed via SMS. And she replied saying, is this a joke? And I said, you know what, can I, can I just call you? And I called her and we spoke for half an hour on the phone. And I can still remember I was standing in the middle of the road, speaking for half an hour, apologizing for sending that SMS to her, uh, proposing. Uh, and I, I apologized for the SMS and I gave her, in that half an hour, I gave her a zillion reasons about why she deserves somebody awesome and somebody better than me and why I am the worst person. Uh, she or anyone could marry. Uh, uh, but I also made it clear in the call that I really care for her as a person and that I want what's best for her and I don't think I'm the best for her and so on and so forth. And that's how I ended the call. So I spoke for 29 minutes. After speaking for 29 minutes, she spoke for 30 seconds. And this is what she said in 30 seconds. She said, mm. um, are you done saying what you've had to say, whatever you, you've had to say? I said, yes, uh, I've done. Uh, I've done saying whatever I have to say. And she said, uh, do me a favor and let me decide. Uh, let me make my decisions and let me decide if you're the guy uh, that, that God wants me to marry or not. Is that okay? I said, okay. Amen. And then she said, uh, you pray, I pray, and uh, we will uh, we'll see how... Uh, the Lord leads us, and uh, um, uh, if God confirms it mm. to you and to me, um, we will we'll, we'll see how things go. And so I hung up the phone and I realized uh, that, okay, uh, maybe, maybe there's something here, you know. And so, uh, but then she was very clear in saying that, you know, we shouldn't get carried away with the emotion of the moment. And so she said, let's not talk for a few months. Let's let let's just sit on this and and not just sit on it but pray over it for a few months and not communicate at all, and so we did that. We didn't communicate for a few months and then finally we started talking again. And um, she said that you know her mom was praying, her sister was praying, um, and uh, long story short, um, many months went by, and uh, yeah, um, she finally got a she she got a yes. Uh, from the Lord uh, and from her, her parents, uh, her mom, her mom got got a yes. Her elder sister got got a yes. Uh, they sensed uh, in their spirit the Lord was was saying yes. But I think also something really crucial that happened this time during this time was Doctor Amos was was visiting Bangalore. I had no idea who Doctor Amos was. This was uh, I'm I'm talking about two thousand and nine. 2000, yeah, 2009, 2010. He was, he was visiting Bangalore and Manisha was attending the service and uh, Manisha went forward for prayer. And he just looked at her and he said, you know, you're praying about two things. One concerning your future job employment and the other you're concerning about, your, the other thing that you're praying about, you're asking the Lord whether it's um, this, this, this person is from him or not. Um, and the Lord is telling me uh, that uh, go ahead. Um, he's with you. He's going to open a door for you in your job. And he's going to uh, uh, 
the thing that you're praying for concerning whether it's from him or from the Lord or not, um, the Lord is saying uh, it's from him, you can go ahead. So at, at that point, the only thing Manisha was praying about was concerning me and obviously uh, concerning her job. So um, what I, I shared that to say that God is so kind and he's so gracious. He really is the ultimate matchmaker. And even when we Absolutely. were, you know, uh, um, struggling to receive some kind of clarity and confirmation, you know, he he's so gentle and so kind and so uh, generous to give us. You know, so those who are hungry and, and those who are desperate to do the will of God yeah. will receive direction and confirmation and clarity. Uh, he's so faithful, you know. And uh, I think because you were just desperate Amen. to be in the center of his will and not yes, make a mistake. Absolutely. Because we saw so many mistakes that were made around us. We didn't want to make a mistake. And we knew this is like yeah. a life-changing decision. And so um, hmm. we're just so grateful that, you know, God just... Hmm. you know, uh, answered us and, you know, uh, uh, just uh, heard our prayers and just uh, was also so kind enough to, con you know, just to, to confirm. And I think that's so critical because um, uh, looking back, I realized that, you know, had those prophetic confirmations not come and come at, you know, when they did, uh, we would not have been able to go through the storms that came later because there were storms that were coming later. So, for example, uh, Manisha didn't want to get married without our, without my right. parents' blessings, and my right. parents were against our marriage. Mm. And so we had to wait one and a half years after that moment, uh, all the way from 2009 till 2011, for my parents to come around and give their blessing, uh, which was tough. It was probably the hardest 18 months uh, of, our, of, our, of, of my life, I feel. Um, it was very difficult. And uh, uh, but long story short, you know, God, uh, God, God just made the way, and uh, uh, you know, Manish and I we funded our own wedding, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, it was just it was just a blessing. Um, um, so I just want to say, I just want to tell people who are listening that hey, you know, seek the kingdom for those who are single. Seek the uh -oh. kingdom first. Seek His righteousness for, first, and everything you need will be added unto you. And that includes uh, your 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 life partner, and so uh, it doesn't age is just a number. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, uh, you know. As as long as you're seeking the kingdom and His righteousness, you know, God will, uh, God God is faithful, you know, and He will. Uh, uh, he's the ultimate matchmaker. I really believe that. Um, yeah, and, and I think Manisha's side, Manisha's side is also interesting as well. So um, I think both of us were in this mode of, are we going to be single for life? Because for me, I, was, I love first, uh, I used to constantly quote First Corinthians 7, where Paul says, you know, um, uh, I recommend that you be single, because if you're single, you're, you know, those who are single are concerned about the things of the Lord. Those who are married are more concerned about pleasing their wife or their spouse. So uh, for me, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I want to be single. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be single. I'm going to stay single because I, ha I, was, I was afraid that if I would get married, I, I would, I would uh, you know, uh, stray away. And so for me, getting married to someone who was more passionate, more on fire uh, for the Lord than me was very, very crucial because I didn't want to be held back and I didn't want to be, uh, I didn't want any conflict. Uh, um, um, uh, whatsoever. So, 
That's a long answer to the question, but I hope I answered it. I, I think I think that this will really minister to uh, many people that have questions in these areas and are genuinely asking the Lord for um, a, a way out or, you know, asking the Lord for provisions in their particular uh, pursuit towards marriage. Um, and I, I believe that um, many things that you shared were, were keys, how you waited on the Lord for his voice, his confirmation, uh, and how you, you know, took time with it, didn't rush into marriage. And, you know, it was not just because you both liked each other. Sometimes uh, we have a very rosy idea about the pursuit towards getting married of how it is going to be all romantic and everybody is going to be on the highs of their feelings and and then the feelings drop and then you're in that shock that wait probably you know i i hurried with this or did i do the wrong thing or you know what went wrong where did things go wrong yeah. uh, so so i i i really believe that you know your story is going to be encouraging for many people that are that are listening let me ask you this now you mentioned how you were anti-woman or anti-marriage uh, because of your reasons, yeah. right? Now, yeah. what yeah. was the process? I know that this was not what we had originally planned to discuss, but I want to know this. What was the process <laughs> uh, for God, uh, God, you know, uh, bringing you from where you were in your understanding and in your principles and in your value system at that point to where you are right now? Did you become perfect before marriage or, you know, was it, was it like a process over this last eight, nine years and the couple of years of waiting before marriage as well? Uh, what was the process that, you know, God took you through uh, so that your perspective about marriage being a good thing, um, your perspective about, you know, a woman and uh, everything being aligned to what God has originally intended it to be? What was the process that God took you through? That's such a good question, Preji. That's such a, such a good question. And I think it's so good we're talking about this because um, I think, uh, I think uh, um, there are, everyone has these blind spots, you know, and uh, we don't talk about it enough. And, uh, it's, and, and I think every person has their own unique blind spots. You know what I mean? And, God is so kind and he's so gentle that sometimes he just tries to reveal those blind spots to you. Uh, and and he's such a wonderful teacher. There is no teacher like, like the Lord. There's no teacher like the Holy Spirit. So if I can just share a joke as a joke, I mean, you will laugh. But I was listening to sermons on marriage eight years before I even got married. Now ask me why. <laughs> because... All my friends got married in their 20s. But I mean, I got married by the time I was 30. By the time I got 30, uh, I reached 30. All my friends were already married for a few years and had kids as well. But every time I would meet with them, we would have, you know, hang out with them or go and go for a drive in the car. They always had such, such, uh, didn't have anything nice to say about marriage. <laughs> in fact, some of these friends, I joke with them right now. We, we laugh about it now, but back then they would be like, dude, and they had just been married like for a year or two or something at that stage when, you know, when they would talk with me and they would, we wouldn't be, we would be in the car and they would say like, they would just be like, dude, you know, don't get married, man. It's not worth it. 
don't get married, man, it's not worth it. And I would just stare at them and think that, wait, these guys were the guys who were after me to get married, who were on my case for getting, for not getting married and for being anti-marriage. And now these are the same guys who are married and a year or two later, they're telling me it's not worth it, don't get married, you know, and that, that worried me. And so out of, out of a sheer uh, love and concern for them and for their, and a concern for their marriage, uh, I started, um, I started listening to sermons on marriage, not with the goal of implementing it my, <laughs> or learning anything for myself, but I started listening to sermons on marriage, which I would then download, put on a CD and give it to these friends and say, hey, you know what? I heard this great sermon on marriage. I think you should listen to it. And I was doing it from a place of love. I mean, that's the way I'm wired. You know, I'm, I think all my friends will laugh when I say this, but I'm a guy, when I hear something good, if I, if I hear something which I feel can benefit someone else, I'm going to share it. And so uh, uh, I, I can be nagging and irritating <laughs> sometimes because I will continuously bombard uh, uh, friends with material or with a resource which I believe would be beneficial. And so that's what I did with marriage. I started downloading parenting resources, marriage resources from different, uh, different ministers from different denomination streams. Um, um, and, and I started uh, sharing it. Now, mind you, this is a time, you know, before Facebook and before social media took off. YouTube just came out like in 2004, 2005. Facebook came out, you know, uh, um, uh, in 2008, 2009. So, uh, it there wasn't like, uh, and especially in, where I live in the Middle East, you don't really have access to resources. Now I think the generations are, the current generation is kind of pampered and spoiled because you have access, you know, Amazon or whatever. You can just YouTube, what, you can just get anything uh, at the click of a mouse. Uh, but it wasn't like that, you know, 10 years or, you know, 13, 14 years ago. And so I would just uh, get, download stuff, convert it into audio, put it on a CD and give it to these guys. But what I did not realize is that in the process of doing that, in the process of listening, because obviously I want to know what I'm giving to people, so I need to listen to it myself. So in the process of listening to these sermons on marriage uh, and parenting, you know, God was doing something in me. So though I wasn't married uh, and they had no, I, no intention to, God was was doing something in me, and I think what he, what was happening was, I was learning biblically, uh, what 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 biblical marriage uh, is all about and what it should be about, and I was getting these different perspectives perspectives from different denomination streams as well, and um, uh, uh, and obviously I had to uh, I had to discern you know what what to receive and what not to, uh, and. Uh, uh, and also it was good to see that even in the lives of my friends, as the years progressed, as they became parents, and as, as I was even babysitting sometimes, uh, you know, the hunger in me for, uh, for a home and for a family grew. So sometimes uh, God is so, so kind and sweet. He knows how to shape your heart and, you know, mold you and, 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 and you know, shepherd you in the right direction and lead you in the right direction. Had I not been close to these friends, had I not uh, had, a, had a, a front row seat into their lives, had they not given me that kind of access into their lives to see their conflict, to see their love, and to see um, their moments of, uh, you know, even anger and their moments of 
love and reconciliation um even having the honor of of babysitting the kids and you know just the joy of what family looks like um from a christian perspective you know and what it looks like to serve the lord together i'm so glad i was able to see that on a you know really up close uh on a on a really intimate level week after week over a year or two period and that just increased my hunger and and god was using their marriage and these relationships around me to kind of uh, uh nourish my heart and and just increase my appetite for uh um for marriage without my knowing <laughs> without without me knowing it without me realizing it this appetite or or this desire to have a home and a family was rising up in me and i was doing everything i could to suppress it <laughs> I was doing it I was doing everything I could to suppress it and then fast forward you know um uh, at the same time you know I'm serving in church I meet Manisha Manisha uh, uh and then you know Manisha uh, um you know uh, um runs out bails out on me goes to India and then I propose to her long story short and and we get married and all so what I'm trying to say is that um it's a process it's a journey and I think uh uh I think hunger has a lot to do with it. Uh and you know when you are just aware of blind spots and you you're honest enough to recognize that hey I don't have all the answers and uh um uh, I know I'm not an expert. Um uh, and uh I I think if I can also say something I hope you don't mind me saying this but I think not we 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 learned the best from our parents but we know that our parents were not perfect either right? So uh we we love our parents we look up to our parents but we realize that they were not perfect and they made mistakes but now as i'm a parent now and uh, and as i'm going to raise zefan i will take the best from my from what i learned from my parents but i want to make sure that i don't repeat the mistakes they made with me you you know what i mean and so i think even when it comes to ministry as well i think um our generation has been has been very aware of some uh some even famous ministers famous pastors famous evangelists famous prophets famous leaders who whose marriages you know went through some very tough times i don't need to take names but you know they they their marriages and it was very public and i was like oh my gosh if these anointed ministers who are on a way higher they are on another level altogether if their marriages could go through this who am i to think that i will be immune to uh, those challenges um and so i i i constantly from the word go i was asking myself okay what can i do to make sure that those mistakes don't happen what can i do to make sure that i can prepare myself do everything i can to prepare myself uh uh what can i do you know and i think something that uh, i hope uh, our listeners will will appreciate is that um i think uh i think when we are in school we study so hard before the exam we study so hard before the exam we know that okay there's a math examination i bury my head in that math textbook have sleepless nights uh before the board exams and uh i i feel like with marriage is the other side you know there's not much preparation maybe there's just one pre-marriage <laughs> workshop or right. something you attend <laughs> and then you get married 
and then it's like oh wait a minute i think i need help now <laughs> right 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 we we it's go like through the, the, the test and off. then we try to figure out how to you know come out successful and <laughs> and uh, it, it's like you're in the plane the plane is taken off you're in the cockpit and you're like okay wait a minute how do i fly this thing where's the manual <laughs> you know and then the storms hit and you're like how do i how do i manage this plane in the storm <laughs> where's the where's the guide where's the manual i need help i need some lessons well you should have done that before you got into the plane but uh, we all so, we all, so true. We all yeah, and we are all in the same boat and we all we all made that uh, mistake and right. I, my hope and prayer is that um those listening to us who are not married can mm. can do that homework you know and yeah um that that said preji i think i would say that in spite of the fact that i heard so many mass sermons on marriage before i got married right. despite the fact that we attended those premarital workshops and you know we had such a biblical world view of marriage and such a biblical world view of uh right. you know uh, of 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 real, how how husband wife should relate to each other in a biblical uh, um, context according to a biblical framework and all of that Uh, you know this it's a different thing when you are when you read about how do you ride a cycle <laughs> you can read books and books about how you should ride a cycle and there's another thing about when you're getting on the cycle and you try to ride it yourself and you're going to fall and there's going to be some bloody uh, knees and bloody elbows and uh, um but you don't give up you just keep trying again till you strike the balance and you learn to learn to uh yeah master that cycle and uh and and you ride it you know what i mean and so maybe that's not the best analogy but that's that's what comes to my mind uh in this area i mean you can we can read and study uh mm-hmm. but then at the same time there's like you know um sometimes it's only when when you get into the practical side of things that uh you learn mistakes and i think we all have have our scars that we can boast about right that hey you know <laughs> uh uh we we made some mistakes we learned the hard way um uh, uh there was uh there were fireworks <laughs> you know and if there's anyone who says that uh it was a uh you know walk in the park and it was a smooth ride they're lying absolutely <laughs> i think there's no there is no, <laughs> no minister there it. is no <laughs> there is no pastor there is no one who can honestly say that from the day of the wedding or whatever it was just smooth sailing and there was no yeah. conflict and yeah you know that's that's just not true thank you thank you so much tara i think uh, we are almost out of time for today yeah. but uh, i'd love to have more conversations like this with you whenever we yeah. can and and indulge this topic a little more uh, so but sure. for tonight if you could just uh, take a moment to just pray for the ones that are listening and yeah. just uh, speak uh, wisdom into their hearts and their minds some of them may be in their journey to get married some yeah. of them may be in that process of uh, uh, still discerning if this is the right person for them to get married some of them may be in that process where their ideologies are being shifted from where they were to uh, f- f- where their thought processes are, be- are being shifted from where they were to where they are supposed to be in god uh so if you could just say a word of prayer and just bless sure. them and sure. uh, uh and sure. uh, let's believe that the lord will just you know come and touch some people as we pray sure 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 father we just come before you 
In the name of Jesus, your son. You're such a good father. You're a faithful father. You're such a good father. You're such a good father. You're a father who knows how to take care of your children. Um, we are so grateful to you, Lord, for our earthly parents, but even the best, best of them, best of our earthly fathers are flawed and they were flawed. But you are flawless. You are perfect. Uh, you're perfect in all of your ways. And Lord, you will perfect everything that concerns us. That's what your word says. And I thank you, Lord, that you will perfect every single thing that concerns us. Your word says that all things work together for good, for those who love you, for those who are called according to your purpose. You, your word says that you have plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future, to give us a hope and a future, to give us a hope and and a future. And I, and I know, Lord, that that includes marriage as well. That includes homes as well. Lord, that includes family as well. You love families. You're a God of family. You're a God of generations. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that throughout Scripture, Old Testament and New, you, you uh, intervened, Lord, and you, you're the matchmaker, Lord, who brought Joseph and Mary together. You're the matchmaker who brought Isaac and Rebecca together. Lord, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, I thank you that even the single people who are listening to us right now, that you would do something amazing in their lives. What you did in my life, what you didn't, didn't, Pastor Preji's life, you would do it in the life of every brother and sister who's single, every brother and sister who is desperate, every brother and sister who is asking and seeking and believing for a, a godly partner, believing you for a godly partner. You are the ultimate matchmaker, O oh Lord. And Father, for those who are already married, I just thank you, God, that you will, you will uh, work on every heart. You will perform the heart surgeries that only you can do. You will reveal blind spots. You will reveal uh, uh, yourself to every, every, uh, uh, every, in every marriage, oh God. Father, I thank you that you would, uh, you would be the center of every marriage relationship. And Lord, we, uh, we just pray that uh, you would just fill every marriage with your love. Fill every marriage with your presence. Fill every marriage with your peace and cause every married couple, every husband, every wife to seek you, to seek your face, to seek your kingdom, to seek your righteousness, to seek your wisdom and to seek uh, your word and to and to uh, dive into uh, your word. Rediscover uh, your your kingdom principles, rediscover your laws, rediscover your values, uh, re rediscover the priceless truths of your word. And Father, I, I just pray that you would cause every married, married uh, couple, every, every believing couple to build their lives on the rock. Lord, you said those who listen to your words and, and uh, obey them are those who are building their house on the rock. I pray that every home would, would be built on the foundation, would be, be built on the rock, would be built on, on your words, oh God. They would be built on your words, Lord. That when the storms come and they come, Always, Lord. No one is exempt. No one is protected from the storms of life. It can be a financial storm. It can be a relations, re, relational storm. It can be uh, 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 whatever the storm may be. I thank you, Lord, that those homes that are built on the rock uh, will not be overcome by the storm. 
they will not be moved they will not be shaken those marriages will not be broken marriages will not be moved they will not be shaken but they will only be strengthened and i just uh, just want to give you praise and glory uh, for what you are what you have done for what you are doing and for all that you are about to do in the lives of the singles and even in the lives of those who are married um, i thank you lord that you are taking every one of us from glory to glory from strength to strength in jesus name we just thank you father amen amen thank you lord wow thank you so much tara yeah. uh, if our listeners can want to connect with you what's the best way that they can do that oh well, uh, i i i don't know how to answer that <laughs> uh well i think the the best way would be through my email i guess uh uh unity one body at gmail.com maybe they can just connect with you priji <laughs> i think that'll be the best let them connect with you and if if anyone wants to uh wants to wants to uh, uh connect with us uh um i would I, i would also like to like to add that uh, um there is so much that uh, that's available in terms of resource uh and both manish and i are very passionate about marriage so um if if there are a lot of lot of free resources that we love to give out to people um and so i just also i know we are out of time but i just want to share that um if as a married couple if if uh, if you want to reach out and bless other couples whether they may be christian or non christian i i think it's really powerful i just marriage ministry itself can be a very powerful evangelistic tool to share the love of god to share the love of jesus with people in a relatable way um and so uh, i just want to encourage people to reach out to priji uh, reach out to us and uh, so that we can give you resources and tools that you could pass on to others uh you know colleagues in the office uh, uh and you never know how god how the holy spirit will use a, a marriage related resource to um to 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 minister uh the love of god to people and bring people into the kingdom so yeah uh, thank you priji again and uh you're looking forward to uh many more conversations like this bro absolutely absolutely thank you once again for uh, doing this along with us and uh friends if you are blessed make sure to share this with somebody else and provoke their heart and desire on these topics and uh, thank you for tuning in god bless you see you again next time